or not attend watch videos or not watch videos, submit assignments or not submit assignments, all optional. Um, I want to start with uh, the feedback from the Google form. Uh, I only have 14 responses and one of which has been submitted twice. So that's again, at least 40% of the class, give or take, who have nothing to say, which I find incredible, uh, especially given the chat right now where nobody's feeling the class and Manil is saying, let's not have one today. And I'm sure many others can relate. And yet when you have an opportunity, what would work better, but nope, we don't have people who care enough. So um, there's two themes. One is that some of you would like to know your grades. Um, and I understand, especially since I'm teaching the role of feedback, uh, how important that is. I would like for that feedback to be qualitative instead of quantitative. So you can ask me on Slack as some of you have, and I can tell you what was good and how you can improve. But if you really want to quantify your performance, then you can ask me again. And I can tell you maybe that this was A to A minus ish. And you know, maybe if you want to push it up to the actual A, then this is what you need to do. <clears throat> so I'm not going to say you got 12 out of 15, but if you want to apply a number to it or a letter to it, I can do that. But you have to ask. Um, Minhal says, meh, grades. It's exactly how I feel. And I don't want you to be focusing on grades for this class. But if you really want to know how you're doing, you can ask. Uh, so that way we, we can do it both ways. Um, the other thing is uh, to have more activities, case studies, discussions. I can have activities, but with the, with the current format of our discussions, uh, I do not have much hope for it. Because um, we only have so many people who are participating. Uh, case studies we can do, and as it so happens, is what we're going to be doing um, for the last third of the course in any case. Um, starting today where we're talking about Instagram, again, not typical case study in that I will open Instagram and go through all of the features and things like that. That will still happen later on. Uh, but today's class will be related to Instagram. Next week, we'll have one on Twitter. And then we obviously have your Netflix and TikToks of the world as well. So this is the part where we do get into a little more specific uh, details about certain apps. And then maybe at the end, we can have all of them together where I can walk you through how they've implemented everything that we've learned in all of those apps. Uh, so starting with Instagram today, and uh, on Thursday, we have Netflix slash YouTube. And um, we're going to alternate between an app and a research methods class. So we'll have three, maybe four classes on research methods, interview service, usability testing, and the other three or four classes on specific apps. I still have to find out how that we're going to divide it, but um, that's where we are. Uh, so those are like the two main themes. And then there's some smaller things that I don't need to pick out individually, but noted, and I will try to improve them where I can. Um, and of course, for the 14 
or 13 of you who have submitted. Thank you for your feedback. Always appreciated. Um, and hopefully things will be better for you in this course because you voice your opinion. Uh, Mahir uh, will definitely not get TikTok as the current hosting schedule stands unless she swaps. Uh, I think she's second last. I would not like to wait for the second last class to talk about TikTok. We will do it earlier than that. Uh, let us start with the class unless there's other questions, thoughts, opinions before that. I should tell you this week's schedule for starters. So we have today's class today, obviously. Uh, on Thursday, we have a class on the first half is on Instagram and not Instagram on YouTube and Netflix, uh, which is hosted by a B. And then the second half of class is a guest speaker who will talk to us about the importance of asking the right questions. Some of you wanted case studies. He will be talking about case studies. Uh, and that will be a good segue into research methods and why it's important to ask the right questions to get the right answers. Uh, and then hopefully after that, uh, we'll have a better quality of discussion in class as well. Um, then on Friday, we have Xerox guest speaker session, again, optional. Uh, but those of you who requested it, I would expect you to be there. Uh, and of course, you can invite other people as well. I will send you what he's going to be talking about. It will be less CSC than the Jamals because that's some of the feedback that you gave me. Um, on Saturday, I think Moid is doing his review session. Uh, again, coordinate with him and again, optional and recorded. Uh, and then on Sunday is your deadline for submitting the first draft of your project. Here we go. Any other questions? And if not, uh, Abdullah, you can start with a summary of what the article was. And before you do that, you know the question that's coming. So you may as well answer it. Um, actually, let me ask the inverse this time. How many of you did not do the reading? Because that's easier to answer. Honesty time. Three-fourths counts, yes. Half also counts. Essen, it's one of my favorite readings too. Two pages, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up, but it doesn't count. That's the most I can do. Uh, Laila did not do half of it, which means she did do half of it. Uh, you and me both, Essen. We are all teenage girls inside. Uh, three and a half hours for Bisma. Wow. Uh, I did not want to ascribe a time to this because I know that it might take a while, but I personally found it very enjoyable. And as I said, nicely written with all the excerpts. Uh, I only wish the photos that they were talking about were also printed so we could get some context. Um, and it is very 2000s, which makes sense because it's from 2012 when they're talking to 15, 16 year olds. So born in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, but I think we can all relate to some of the drama there as well. Um, 
adult millennials. Interesting. Let's get to that. Uh, Abdul, I know for certain that you did the reading because you had to uh, through no choice of your own. Uh, can you start us off with what it's about? And it's very complex, like it covers a lot of things, but just a quick summary. Um, it's, um, it's ethnography, a study that was conducted back in 2012, and its main purpose of the study was to find out how does the consumption leads to the tipping of uh, identities in teenage girls. And for that, they tried to address that what uh, what consumption activities are being shared, how are they being shared, and what's the motivation behind them being shared. And then right. they divided it with uh, in two parts, which one was the identity um, characteristics covering the self-edited identity that people share on social media, and then the symbol symbolical importance of certain uh, consumption and then the cultural or social situated places have a specific importance related to that. Uh, over the second part, they talk about what the motivation is actually for those um, pairing of photographs and uh, they covered the audience feedback that's important and that people are, teenage girls are trying to create memories for them because Photographs is a static point in that frame of time, and that can be act as a preserved memory. And uh, other than that, there was a relational reassurance. So there is feedback coming from friends, which is often very positive and helpful as well. Is specifically in the point where the identities are being shaped and the new identities are coming in as well. And lastly, they talked about the rebellion that. Point. Sometimes we try, the teenage girls try to uh, implement or try some of the risky things which normally they can't, and they use the uh, uploading for that. That's a very succinct summary and a lot of words. Uh, for those of you who did not do the reading, uh, but that's why we're here. Let's dig into it. Uh, the article title was very long, so I just summarized it into three parts. Uh, we're talking about why people share photos, how that affects the self, and where Instagram fits into all of this, because Instagram is where we share most of our photos. Um, Lum's internet says Minhal. Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, it was maybe half a second of you breaking away. Uh, so that's the full title, Snapshots of the Self, Exploring the Role of Online Mobile Photo Sharing and Identity Development Amongst Adolescent Girls. In short, how do teenage girls share photos and why do they do it? And then how does that form their identity? Now, I want to clarify, uh, first of all, um, we have been using the word self. This article uses the word identity and it acknowledges that there's lots of arguments in academia about what the right term should be and whether or not they're different. Um, they say that the self is independent. It's who you are. It's your true self. And an identity is when you're in a certain situation. So your identity 
Um, it's context dependent. When you're a student, when you're at LUMS, that's a different identity. When you're at home, that's a different identity. Um, so basically they're saying your backstage is called yourself and all of your front stages are your different identities. That's very complicated. So we're just going to use the terms we were using before, which is self or identity are one and the same for this purpose. And I think it's easier to say front stage and backstage than to say con context dependent identities, multiple identities. So uh, the metaphor helps here. So every time you see the word identity here, think of it as being the self. Uh, that being said, let's start with some context over this paper. It's from 2012. So you will see references to Facebook being the in thing and Instagram does not exist. Snapchat does not exist at this point uh, in a meaningful way. There are references to MySpace. So that was still a thing at that point. Some of the apps that they've talked about, iPhoto and I don't know, Fat Booth and whatnot, like the early days of the internet and smartphones in, in full force here. Uh, Flickr, interesting. Visma doesn't know what Flickr is. Uh, yeah, I think Flickr has been on the edges of mainstream social media, um, precisely because I don't think it's very social. It's just a one-off display of your photography. Uh, Flickr is Instagram without the social context, and you can see the difference between where the two products are going. Uh, so it is about teenage girls, and as we started, uh, we acknowledge that even though it is about teenage girls and their use of Facebook, I personally think that it applies to most of us, if not all, in some way or form. And also that shift from Facebook has now turned to Instagram and possibly Snapchat, depending on your usage. So this is one of the reasons why we do papers like these and why I hesitate to go too in-depth into specific apps because the apps change, the medium changes, but these findings remain relatively constant. You and I have a need for an edited self-presentation, have a need to take photos and share photos, whether we do that on Facebook 10 years ago or Instagram now or some other app in another 10 years, doesn't matter as much as long as we're talking about why we have the need to do those in the first place. Um, so the medium is the message, but the medium keeps changing. But the reason why we have to express that message remains relatively stable over time. Um, that being said, I'll go quickly through the research methods and I will touch upon this again. So there was two reasons for me to share this article with you. One being the actual content, which is pretty interesting on its own. Uh, the other being the way that they arrived to those conclusions. So this wasn't some fancy experiment on the internet or you know, in a lab. Uh, this is just the researcher going and talking to teenagers. And she speaks to maybe 20 of them across various uh, age ranges, um, asks them a certain set of questions. It's an ethnography. It's a good example of one where you're not conducting an experiment. You're going to people, you're looking at the pictures that they've shared with you, and then you ask them about why did you post this or what did that comment uh, mean? Um, and then you're doing it for a variety of people. The other thing about this is that she uses semi-structured interviews, 
which we're also going to be talking about in a little more detail. So she posted a, a list of the questions that she asked um, those participants. And you can see how they're not necessarily very specific. They cover a broad range of themes and they're open-ended. So it allows participants to take the conversation where they want and not you asking question after question. Um, so more on that in the interviews section. Um, and um, the last thing is asking the right questions. Again, that, that will be a theme for the remainder of this course as well. Uh, how do you ask people these questions for them to give you that rich information? Um, these girls are talking about things that they would not normally talk about. And then they go into details that would be very difficult for you to get from someone uh, unless you're asking the right question. And you can see that in some of the discussions we have in class as well, where we ask deep, meaningful questions and then nobody feels like answering them because it takes too long or effort. Hey, it's been phrased in a binary yes, no manner. Uh, and that's something that I hope that we can uh, improve by the end of this course. Um, that being said, uh, ooh, it just about fits the edge of the board. I, I tested it. So uh, perfect fit here. Um, this isn't much different from what we've already covered in last week's class, um, identity creation on the internet. Uh, Pele, the identities, the sense of self, your front stage was limited to people in person. Now it's on the internet. So that small audience has become a global audience. Um, five people have become 500 people at any one time. So you have a larger audience. Um, we've talked about social comparisons multiple times. So you look for other people's guidance to create your sense of self. They give you feedback um, and you use that feedback to develop a sense of self. Uh, we've talked about the performance of an identity in great detail with masks and stages and props and costumes, all those things. Um, and then because we were talking about social comparison, the internet, because it's a global audience, provides you with more uh, extensive ranges of social comparison opportunities. So first you might have compared yourself to, I don't know, your classmate because he or she is sitting next to you. Now you compare yourself to Beyonce because you follow her on Instagram and you can see that she has a perfect life and she's so pretty and so accomplished and all that. So that uh, scale has changed dramatically uh, because of the access that you now have to other people. Uh, and of course, there's lots of people between you and Beyonce. So even someone like your childhood friend who went abroad and now posts photos hanging out in cafes all the time, um, you would not compare yourself to them if it were not for Instagram and the internet showing you those photos constantly. If there was no app, you would just be limited to comparing yourself against people who you're sharing um, your immediate environment with. Uh, Beyonce is overrated. Ooh, ooh, controversial opinion. Beyonce is America's darling. So thankfully there are no Americans here uh, unless Sakina is American. I don't know. What do you think Sakina? Is Beyonce overrated? You're speaking on behalf of America. Well, you are in the US right now, so I think we'll give you that opportunity.
the comparison doesn't make sense. What do you mean by that, Minhal? Um, it's too big a social distance. Remember, we talked about social comparisons being affected by social distance. So you're less likely to take any comparison between you and Beyonce seriously because there's a big gap. But between you and the person sitting next to you, you're much more likely to because you share the same space, the same background, possibly the same values, same socioeconomic status. So everyone around you in LUMS is fair game for social comparisons because you're in LUMS and they're in LUMS. And so, you know, same, same. Um, this is what Abdullah was talking about. Uh, there's two parts to this article. One is talking about identity-oriented characteristics, big words. Basically, uh, they're talking about why people do these things and then motivations to share photos. Um, how do they do that? And then why do they do that? Again, sort of like blended in between the two. But um, as I go along, you'll understand the, dis the distinction between this and this. Um, we're going to be covering these three and then we'll take a break and then we'll do the last four. Um, and again, these are very, again, terms that this author has created. These aren't scientific terms. Um, they're established in some areas, in some literature reviews. Um, but we're going to talk about these and understand like the concept behind them and not focus too much on uh, what is symbolic consumption and how is it different from some other form of consumption. Uh, okay. Uh, also, I have uh, these bullet points here. They're not complete in that I will be talking about a lot more than what's on the slides. These are here for my reference more than yours. So pay attention and uh, write down the missing blanks that are not on the slides. Again, um, I will be expecting you to talk about some of these things in your second reflection paper, more so than in the first. Um, so just that disclaimer there. Um, so to start off with, we have edited self-presentation. What is that? We've talked about that extensively, and there's some content on the slides, but um, edited self-presentation, what do we mean by that? What does it sound like? Perfecting a version of yourself to put up or display. Mm -hmm. The version you want to be, so the ideal self. Uh, often deceptive, interesting. Uh, I think they mentioned inauthentic image filters, says Ali, uh, which would be a very literal uh, definition of edited self-presentation in that you are editing the picture using filters, which is one form of editing. Um, basically, um, whose, whose point should I use? A self-cultivated idea of you. All very good points. I don't think I can pick between one or the other, putting on different masks for different people. Uh, let's not get into all of the masks just yet, Ali. Uh, edited self-presentation is I want to present a version of myself. Which version of it? We're not going to talk about that just now. Uh, but I also want to look good while doing so. So I edit that version of myself so that I have favorable um, 
a favorable, so I can present a favorable version of that. So impression management, what we talked about in the last week's in last week's lecture. Um, that's a lot of words. Let me re-summarize that. Um, presenting a version of yourself that makes you look good, and in order to do that, that you edit that version in order to look good. How you edit it could be as literal as what Ali said, putting on a filter so the colors look nicer. Could be more than that. Um, some people use tools to make themselves look thinner, for instance, to make themselves look fairer. Um, could be even just curation. So you have 15 photos. Which one of these 15 should you put up? Presumably the one in which you look the best. Uh, you have a good side and a bad side, which I never understood. Uh, but as the photographer for many of my female friends, uh, infuriates me when I take a picture and then like, no, wait, take another one because this was not my good side. And then I don't understand the difference, but because uh, you look at yourself day in, day out in the mirror on the phone and tons of pictures, you look at things that other people don't notice. And when those things are not in accordance with your expectations, uh, you want to edit them, quote unquote, to conform with your view of what your ideal self looks like. Um, asymmetrical. Uh, I know the science behind it, uh, this Mayan Hafsa. I don't buy the uh, noticeable perception of it. I know you look different to yourself. My argument is when you're putting it online, you're doing it for other people and other people don't know the difference. But then again, I guess that is naive of me because we aren't really putting it online for other people, are we? We're putting it online for ourselves because it is self-presentation. Yes, that looped back nicely. I didn't know where that sentence was going, but I think I pulled it back at the last moment. Um, we're going to talk about cameras as well, if we have time. Uh, so what is the problem with that? And um, Abdullah, maybe you can jump in with a mini discussion, uh, which is on this third point. So the article says that that edited self-presentation uh, gives you a better understanding of which your best attributes are, and that enhances your self-esteem. So if I know that I have a good side and all of my photos are taken from my good side, I put that up and then I feel good about myself because, oh, this is my good side and it's there for everyone to see. But on the other hand, it's also a stream of critique, of criticism, of looking at your own flaws, looking at comparisons, and then be taking a hit to your self-esteem. Because my good side is good, but it's not as good as the person who sits next to me. Their good side is the best side. Which one is it? And when do we have like the positive effects, which is a boost in self-esteem? And when do we get the negative effects? And has that happened to anyone recently? Or if we like um, divide it like this is the good side and this is the not good side. So it does that also say, uh, uh, present that this is the identity that we want. And this is another identity, but this is what we don't want. Um, well, being an identity. 
say that again? Can you illustrate with an example, maybe? So, like, it. Uh, so the article talks about like. So what I'm trying to say that you talk that we upload a certain good side of ours, right? We want we edited in such a way that we want people to see that good side. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to think that the other side, which is not that good side, is that also a identity or something that we are choosing about the two identities of ourselves or something like that. The other side, the I guess if I'm understanding your question correctly, if I take 15 photos and I like one of them, the remaining 14 I discard because they don't fit with my uh, concept of my ideal self or my self-identity. They don't look as good as I think I do in that 15th picture. Um, so I discard those. And I am of the opinion that when you discard those photos after selecting the best one, you're also discarding a little bit of your self because now my ideal version my ideal self is this one picture which was taken in perfect lighting it shows my good side doesn't show flaws in my skin or whatever and um, the other 14 which do show that true self that actual self they get tossed out from my mind as well because this is how i should look in future photos as well um Everyone's talking about the iPhone camera. Great. Great discussion, guys. Uh, very on topic and very relevant to what I just asked. Uh, but there is a difference in, in the cameras and a lot of it is down to software and focal length and things like that. Um, accurate cameras, they have found, are not the best cameras because people don't want an accurate picture because it exposes all of their flaws and it's not how they are used to looking at themselves. Uh, so it's a conundrum for tech companies. Uh, I like that nobody's bothered still to discuss what we want to discuss, but uh, Abdullah will see to that. Um, as I said, you have power to do whatever you are asking about the negative. Yes. Comments. So if someone can come up with a um, yes someone please come up with an example someone that isn't me or abdullah because there's 17 of us here of what so example of a negative critique on one of the recent photographs that you uploaded it could come from yourself or from someone else. What's something that you didn't like about a picture and hence you did not upload it? And I don't just mean uh, uploading to the feed. I also mean stories, anything that involves yourself. Lighting. One eye looks bigger than the other. Huh. Skin looked bad. And again, that's the problem with high quality cameras, I guess. It shows a lot of detail. Uh, and then I think uh, it's very sad, but I think Sam is it Samsung that has the beauty mode that just 
flattens out all the texture so that your skin doesn't look bad. Oppo, I think it's in a number of phones and, and it just makes people look like there's a, a slider for it as well. And just if you put it up to the extreme, it's just an absurd picture of like no texture at all. It looks so bad. Yes. Um, I think the very, f I haven't used Snapchat in ooh, three years now, but I think the very first filter when you swipe uh, is nicer colors, but along with that, it also sort of flattens the picture. So again, it doesn't expose um, the skin texture and some of the flaws that you look at. And I, that's very obviously there by design. Take a photo, one swipe, and now you look better than the photo that you just took half a second ago. Um, it's no accident that that filter is the first one and then the others are about colors and stuff. Um, okay, which other topics do I want to pick up from there? So we've talked about getting into character, having an edited performance using props and costumes. You can use brands, you can use products, you can use the clothing that you wear to say something about yourself for that edited self-presentation, if you will. Um, and then uh, this one also talks about uh, selected sets. So your which stage are you on? What is the set? What is behind you? Um, and keep that in mind when we look at some pictures. Abdullah, I'm guessing you have pictures for us later on, yes. Um, a lot of the pictures that we take are all about the background and not the actor. I am here and that says something about me. Uh, the background is nice. The background is relevant. Um, we shall talk about that. Uh, Eurocentric filters, Hafsa, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, again, unfortunate, but we would not know the standards of beauty in Europe if it were not for the internet and social comparisons. So um, we also have then symbolic consumption. First of all, what is consumption? Uh, consumption is not something necessarily that you eat. Uh, that was the first thing that came to mind. Oh, I consumed uh, a chocolate bar. It is one form of consumption. But when we use the word consumption in consumer behavior, in consumer psychology, we're talking about other things as well. We're talking about consuming a movie. We're talking about consuming a product, consuming an education, consuming an idea, consuming a paper, consuming a thought. Uh, anything that you are consuming, tangible or not, falls under consumption, uh, which is why what you choose to consume says something about you and what you don't choose to consume also says something about you. Um, before this class, uh, Muid and I were talking about the consumption of ghazals because that's what Abdullah will play for us today. Uh, and he's like, nope, no, 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 no. Uh, the Coke Studio version. And people who listen to ghazals, who consume ghazals, um, it is a part of their identity. Abdullah, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about a general discussion. You may or may not be part of it, uh, but it says something about you. And then people who don't, it says something about them. And so that distinction between what you consume privately and publicly uh, determines what part of that edit itself you want to pull, put out for people to see. 
Um, so I listen to, let's take this example away from Abdullah. I, my guilty pleasure is listening to Miley Cyrus. Um, I consume that sort of genre, but I may or may not choose to put that out in public. If I put it out in public, I want this to be a part of my identity, uh, part of my ideal self. I want people to know um, and take whatever association that comes with it. And if I listen to her and I just listen to it on my headphones and no one ever needs to know, um, it's something that I still enjoy doing. I don't put it out there. Um, and it still says something about me, which is that I don't want to be associated with whatever Miley Cyrus is associated with. Um, and then also, I don't want to put that out there for people to judge me with. Uh, Miley is getting hip. Yes, I noticed. Uh, fun fact, Miley Cyrus and I share the same birthday uh, down to the day. So, yes, thank you, Hafsa, for the clap, uh, which is completely pointless. But people often use that halo effect. It's not the halo effect. It's I forget the term. Um, but associating with someone in order to uh, get all the good stuff. So if you follow a, a cricket team or a football team, a sports team, a band, an artist, um, you take on their achievements and then you apply them to yourself. So Joe Biden wins the election. Yay. You had no part to play in it, but you are reveling in his victory because you want to be associated with that feel good identity or whatever he stands for. Um, right, I never watched Hannah Montana, so I have no idea, Bisma, uh, what that side of me is or isn't. Maybe it exists. I don't know. Um, so here's another thing. Sometimes they say that uh, girls feel more, they say girls because they're talking about girls, but they feel more justified in uploading pictures where they're posing with an object um, because it conveys their identity while drawing attention back to the actor. You will find very rarely that someone just posts the same picture of themselves over and over and over again. If they do, it usually ends up being a, a troll account or a meme account. There's this one Indian guy who uploads the same picture of himself every single day. But normally it is a picture of you with some modification. Maybe the background is different. Maybe the person next to you is different. Maybe the object you're holding is different. So when you have that difference, you're still posting that picture on your feed because it includes you. It's a picture of you. But then the attention is drawn to that other thing next to you. A uh, prime example of that is uh, posting pictures with Starbucks cups. Uh, you want to show people that you are at a Starbucks and then whatever identity is associated with the consumption of Starbucks. But also if you just posted a picture of yourself, no one would know. So you would want to show the branding of that cup. You People often show the name written on that cup. So it is very much about you, but the attention is taken away from you and onto the object while still being reflected back onto you because that object is saying something about you. Uh, aesthetically with food at restaurants, yes, is another example. Um, and often the brand is uh, included in those pictures. It's somewhere near the bottom, like oh, location, um, or you anticipate that people will ask you where this is from, 
and then you get more feedback that way by answering to everyone uh, where exactly you were and who you were with and what you were doing. Um, so that's about consumption and showing visible consumption um, in pictures. Then the last part of this, part three of three, before we go into a break, is social spaces. Now, I have written social spaces, the full version of this, uh, I didn't have space to write it, was culturally situated social spaces. Uh, what that means is the space, again, the background in which you're posting a photo holds some meaning, holds some relevance. Uh, so for teenage girls, it was colleges, malls, restaurants, and mirrors. Um, many of you post pictures in Lums, partly because that's where you are, but partly also because it holds some significance to you. Uh, Lums windows, yes. Um, the, the round one on the library building seems to be a very popular spot. Uh, I, I hope you guys get the opportunity, but when people graduate, they often take a picture next to the the school ka naam. SDSP wale to bohat hi zyada karte because they also have a nice background behind it. Uh, but that's symbolizing a space that was relevant to you for four years. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. Uh, SSC one is too high. Yes, that's unfortunate. Uh, SSC is roofed up. I have, now they have more buildings, but I think I ticked off all of the buildings, rooftops at Lums while I was there. So I've been on SSC rooftop, SDSP rooftop, academic block rooftop, law building rooftop, uh, library building rooftop, uh, sports complex rooftop. And I think that's all of the buildings that were there other than the hostels. Um, and I used my, my video card, the hyperlapse video that you were talking about. I just went to the security office and said, I want access to these buildings because I'm making a video and it's about lums or both famous Ogi and this and that. And, and they gave me access. Uh, so Colonel Amir friendship, uh, nope never interact with it in, in four years and now i do as a faculty member uh, yeah i don't think it works now um, unfortunate um so one of the other things about social spaces is vacations everyone loves vacation pictures um or pictures that are uh, as it says uh they, wow, that's a typo. Where did that come from? They embody uh, exciting potential identities as opposed to the mundane day-to-day -day ones. So potential identities, I am in France, so I want to post a picture of me at a roadside cafe with a book and a cup of coffee, because uh, that's an ideal version or it's something that I aspire to be, or it's a limited once in a lifetime exclusive situation, cultural space. Uh, a form of consumption that I won't get um, as opposed to khoke pe ke ilachi chai peena, which is mundane and day-to-day. -day. Um, might not be for some people, I'm sure you enjoy that as well, but it's not the same thing. Uh, it is a vacation now. I think if 
someone is in lums now it feels like oh lums mein hai because uh, now it's not a mundane day to day activity to be in lums um so vacations and spaces that you don't normally visit are prime areas for you to take photos and uh, present that identity because it's different because it's new and it's exciting and it again says something about you you're well traveled or you're in this space where other people aren't um and that grants you some sort of exclusivity with your peer group i am here you are not that gives me some clout to show uh i have a friend who was deciding on vacation spots with her sisters and i think they they went to morocco and i think the decision making was down to we can either go to turkey or morocco and we're not going to go to turkey because everyone's been to turkey and pure instagram pe turkey ki tasveer hai and that's not exciting enough we want it to be new and exciting uh so that's how much it can affect your decision making uh and in a way she was right turkey is no longer glamorous because of the ease of access now there's direct flights everyone's been to turkey other than the people who haven't of course uh and so when you post that it's no longer uh a high arousal emotion to say wow you're in turkey so you have to the bar keeps getting higher and higher uh for you to go to more and more places more new exciting places uh taste or culture says essen uh, turkey is phase 5 uh what a great description i'm going to use that quote uh forever and ever turkey is phase 5 <laughs> thank you hafsa uh now i will have the clout with my friends and i'll pretend i came up with that so uh everyone went to turkey i think turkey is one of the few places that are open to tourists i saw i don't know why i saw it or how i saw it given that i try to limit my social media use like and i know that wasim akram went to turkey uh, last month and it was somewhere i don't know where i saw it but i know and uh, it didn't really register because my first thought was not wow wasim akram is in turkey it was Wow, Wasim Akram has never been to Turkey because he said it was his first time there. Uh, it is such an odd thing to know. Again, I don't know why I know this, uh, but yes, uh, there is no reason for me to know what Wasim Akram is doing at any point in time. But here we are with social media. Uh, let us take a break for seven minutes. Uh, Moed will be the DJ. Uh, and we shall reconvene at seven o'clock precisely. Hussein Akram roams Karachi beaches. He was in Islamabad too, I think. Again, I'll say I probably follow him on Twitter. I don't know why I know this, um, but yes, I think I know too much about Hussein Akram. No one should know this much. Uh, where again? Okay. Seven o'clock. I was waiting for the whole thing to end. Well, I suppose that was a poor move on my part to turn on my video before it ended. That was it. 
let's have everyone back um, four people back and four people with their videos on um, one thing I missed out which seems fairly obvious but this last point here it documents uh, the passing stages of life and therefore new identities so when you're sharing pictures um, you're moving through various stages of life and your identities are changing and evolving as you go along them so in the case of these teenage girls going from junior school to middle school then from middle school to high school high school to college in our case a levels was one era o levels was another era lums is a whole new chapter and then after you graduate then post-graduate diaries are a new identity and then uh, you know you go for your masters or get married or whatever different directions you take all come associated with their own identities um, I think Hafsa was it who said that everything before 2017 is still there and then beyond that is no go because most likely it doesn't uh, conform to the current identity that you have and nobody likes looking at O-level pictures uh, yes too much rhetoric uh, visco that I remember that was a thing VSCO which was an app and then became a filter and I don't know how an app becomes a filter it, or how an, a filter survived by being an app uh, you're talking about the filter I think there was an app called Wisco I hope I'm saying that right or was it always a filter I don't know someone go on Wikipedia and tell me what Wisco was originally oh it is an editing app yes um, and now it is a filter I don't know um, anyway uh, we shall now move on to this whole other set of things which is the motivation for these girls and again by association since we're all relating hard with these girls uh, their motivation for posting these pictures the first of which is audience feedback and we've already talked about feedback so someone please fill me in on what feedback is and how it's relevant here I've mentioned feedback loop and variable rewards so how does that apply to sharing on Instagram? Positive feedback linked with bursts of serotonin. Uh, getting likes and comments on a variable schedule, likes, likes and comments. So social feedback. One type of feedback is you post a picture and Instagram says, congrats, you posted a picture. That's coming from a machine. Social feedback is the likes and comments, the replies, uh, satisfaction on compliments. What's the best compliment someone has given you recently or otherwise? That's something that is memorable. Uh, the big heart emoji when you like a pic. Ali, uh, that big heart is big for a reason because it feels good to press it and see it uh, that is a form of a micro interaction it's the ux term for it and it is no secret 
or no surprise that they make the experience of liking a picture pleasurable by that big giant heart and same with tinder when you know it's a match and then there's confetti and all of those things uh wow lela uh i i'm glad you consider uh, being a hot lesbian a compliment i could go either way uh so no one has received a good compliment that seems to be the only one i complimented ethzaz the other day when i said he has a good sense of humor even though i've never heard a joke ethzaz do you have a joke for us today otherwise my faith in your humor will start dwindling a little bit and at this point you could just google it i don't know if ethzaz is here because oh he isn't someone please pass on my compliment to him not sad other compliments and while you do that let me actually talk about this um so rocking that lip shade nice um they're all both of the ones that we have in the comments are on physical appearances so there is that shows something maybe because physical appearances are the things that are the most commonly observable um very rarely will you have someone say come up to you randomly and say hey you're a good person you're very kind hearted because uh, that's just not very apparent and it feels awkward uh you look happy and again it's about looks so there's obviously a theme here we get compliments based on appearances and so we want to accentuate those appearances in order to get better feedback uh lela uh, i will have you tell a story in class at some point because i have to verify that for myself uh so we've talked about feedback and social feedback the thing with uh, instagram as the name implies is that it's also instant feedback instant gratification i post and i will have a flurry of likes comments compliments within the next 5 minutes and by the end of an hour or 2 hours thanks to the algorithm i might have dozens if not hundreds of these tiny little pieces of feedback um and so when you're trying out identities again we talked about this in the last session was it the last session no the session before that um that instant feedback is giving us some sort of direction as to whether this identity conforms to the audience or not um which is you know you're using that feedback to form uh i'm just distracted by the chat now is uh yep uh what was the memorable comment i think i have to push the chat as yes, there is a lot of lots of things happening i have to focus um it's also about um i like when uh, in the article they talked about uh, using feedback as a method of flirtation so what does it mean when someone likes your photo do they like you if they normally like every photo then you know nothing new but if they really like anything and they like your photo what does that mean or if they comment on it and say 
looking good or too good as uh, essence has said um, so those tiny bits of feedback and the internet allow us to say things that we would not normally be able to say uh, protected by that shield of online interaction um, provides opportunities for flirtation as they said also said provides opportunities for embarrassing others which in a way is reaffirming your relationship with them uh, that you're cool with this and we'll get to that in a way giving validation yes Ari. Um, and then there's also negative feedback so sometimes someone doesn't like your photo or you get a negative comment and then you remember it for the rest of your life uh, so if someone tells you uh, who was it in the chat who said like my one of my eyes looks bigger than the other if you notice that it's cool if someone else tells you that then it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life and every single photo you're going to post you're going to look at your eyes uh, because it sticks with you so negativity bias happening here uh, so it's an open minefield and so uh, when we post online we're also being vulnerable we're exposing ourselves to negative feedback potentially um, <clears throat> but the rewards are great because the positive feedback is so much more amplified hundreds of likes you can expect um, so does that mean anything I post a picture normally I get 60 likes today I post a picture I get 60 likes that's 60 different people validating me in some shape or form does that really matter I would expect not so much because you're used to it it's just normal what would normally be five people complimenting you in person is now 50 people complimenting you on the internet and that's the new normal and now when you reach 100 people or 500 likes that's when it registers as a notable event that wow this picture must really uh, you know people must really like it because I got twice the number of likes I got on this picture um, and that usually happens on life event pictures someone posts a picture of their engagement of their graduation of um, I don't know some other life event um, getting into lungs how many of you posted a picture of I got into lungs three or four years ago <laughs> Sakina did uh, Hafsa says she likes everyone pictures so does a like really mean anything uh, remember when the Jamal for those of you who were there Hafsa I don't think you were there uh, we talked about the Kano model where you have some things that are must-haves some are delighters um, essentially what he said was uh, when you're building a product you can include some features that are must-haves what that means is if you have them people are not satisfied or dissatisfied because they expect you to have those features but if you don't have them then customer satisfaction goes down so I think likes are something of that sort where if you don't like someone's picture they notice and they ask why haven't you liked it yet but if you do like it then it's a non-event because they've come to expect it it doesn't increase their satisfaction when you like it but if you don't it decreases their satisfaction um, likes are fillers Abdullah you have your hand up 
Yeah, so I just wanted to elaborate the effect of negative comments because I think they play a role beyond we expect them to. And uh, so something which happened, which I know happened like back in grade six or seven when everyone downloaded, most of people downloaded Facebook for the first time. And there was a huge level of bullying based on the pictures that first time pictures being uploaded on Facebook and that resulted in those like some friends of mine that they just stopped posting and it's been like seven to eight years and they have rarely 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 posted something they just like stopped doing this so those negative comments now I think are somewhere in their identity as well uh, as Essen says that's awful and uh, fun fact when you change your profile picture on Facebook Facebook knows that this is a point where you are at one of your most vulnerable points because you were expecting feedback and it automatically pushes that Osama, he changed his profile picture to the top of people's feed. So more people see it and therefore more people can like it as well. Because if you change your picture and you get like three likes on it, that's going to hurt you. Um, so Facebook also has these uh, keywords. If you write congratulations in a message, or in a caption, it'll push that post up. Things like happy birthday or uh, words related to marriage. Um, you use these words, the algorithm will pick up on them and push them up to the top because Facebook knows that this is the point where you need the most likes that you can uh, get. Um, so let us move on to reciprocity, which is you like something of mine, I like something of yours. and Pretty much all of social media is built on that principle. Um, there is a give and take, there is reciprocity. Um, <clears throat> and so even if you don't really like that person's picture, you have to like it because they liked your last picture. Uh, happened a lot with birthdays. They threw me a birthday party or they gave me a gift. So then I have to give them a gift. And then they're like, and it's a never ending cycle. Uh, where you get to a point where neither of you really want to do it, but you have to do it because the last person did it as well. Uh, pick for pick. Sounds familiar, I don't recall. Uh, can you elaborate, Hafsa? People used to send messages asking people to like their pick. I see. Is this pick for pick? There's a follow for follow, I think, that goes on as well. Um, and while you tell me that, I'll move on to memory manufacturing. What does the word memory manufacturing sound like? For those of you who've read the article, you obviously know what they're talking about. For those of you who don't, or you haven't, I'm just wondering if the interesting term memory manufacturing means anything to you out of context making memories says Nina um, is the literal translation you swap out manufacturing for making uh, and say making memories uh, so Bisma is going for the literal feature of memories in Facebook or Instagram snapchat um, making a perfect version of a memory so it's fun to remember that's very close to it looking back at memories um, that's looking back 
uh, we're talking about creating them in the first place. So with this article, they say that sometimes you go into a social situation anticipating that these will be memories that you would like to have. You anticipate the nostalgia. Uh, you foresee the memories in the making. So your, again, uh, sad smileys in the chat, your batch night out photos, your color day photos, you go there anticipating that these are the pictures, there you go, that have or will have memories associated with them. So you go there looking your best, wearing nice clothes, making sure that you appear like you look nice in the pictures because you know that that's an example of memory manufacturing. Memories will be manufactured in that situation. Um, taking pictures at life events uh, like vacation, says Lena. Zoom memory days. Uh, yes, we'll take a class picture with this whole thing at the end. Uh, and then we'll fondly remember five years from now, remember when classes were on Zoom uh, and then that will be like an, an eminent point of our lives where we look back on 2020 very fondly. Uh, what if classes on, well, Hafsa, you certainly won't be attending any classes in five years unless you go for a PhD, uh, by which point I don't think you'd want to attend any classes at all, Zoom or not. Uh, yeah. So, um, so you foresee memories in the making. Um, it could be spontaneous or in in intentional. So you whip out your camera and you want to take a picture to preserve that memory because you know this is something you want to look at later on. And then as um, Mahir said, you also want to make sure that the memory is perfect uh, because it's permanent. Once you take the picture, it's there for eternity. Once you post it on Instagram, it's there forever and ever and ever. So you might as well go to any length to ensure that the one picture that you're taking and going to be posting has to be perfect because we're creating a memory. So all you tend to see perfect memories on Instagram, perfect versions of people because perfect is permanent online. Now, here's another thing. Um, some of you mentioned looking back at memories. Facebook has a memories feature. Instagram has a memories feature. I think, again, I don't use it, so I've, I've seen it. Snapchat, I think, has it. Um, yep. How often, you know, we've just talked about we go in and anticipate memory manufacturing and we take pictures, we post them. How often do you get an internal trigger saying, oh, I feel like looking at memories from five years ago today? Even though we're making the memories, it's very rare that you go and say, Aaj ke aaj mein char saal pehle kya kar tha. or even if you remove the four years ago today, cheese, nobody says, I wonder what I was doing on June the 15th, 2019, because you just don't have that internal trigger. Maybe you get it once or twice in a year when you're feeling nostalgic, maybe more so right now. Um, as I said, quarantine, may you do that more often of your own volition. But often when you're sharing memories from the past, it's because of the external trigger that comes with Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook that says, hey, look at what you were doing four years ago today. And that external trigger is prompting you to go and look on this on, on the, go and look at those memories. Now, the 
problem with that is that those memories are perfect and inevitably when you're looking at those memories you're probably not doing those fun happy exciting ideal perfect things while you're looking at them and so they're intended to be there for you to feel nostalgic to feel good but how often does it make you feel good let me rephrase that as an actual question how many times have you looked at a memory and been like bahut maza aaya ye dekh ke feel really great right now nostalgia positive or negative ooh very philosophical question i think essen is the one who tends to have philosophical answers to these questions uh abdullah excellent point our identity is changing from time to time and situation to situation but the picture we took reflects them at one instance uh which was going to be my next point which is we've talked about upward comparisons with other people with a memory you're making an upward comparison with yourself ooh mind blown because now you're like oh aaj se ek saal pehle to main ye fun exciting hip cheese kar raha tha with all my friends and it looks perfect and ab main sofa pe baith ke bas browse kar raha hu ye kaisi zindagi hai um so those memories can be positive or negative usually because of the external trigger where you don't want to look at them but facebook says look at them and it tends to invoke negative feelings uh me versus me yes um you versus a better version of you a year ago because we all look younger and happier and brighter uh, in the past than we do in the present or in the future and part of it is because memories are perfect we anticipated them we looked perfect and now we look at them and we're like wow this looks so perfect and what i'm doing right now isn't perfect that's because you made them perfect in the first place uh then we have one of my favorites relational reassurance which is you post pictures with people in order to assure them that they mean something to you here is a picture with my group of friends here is my best friend and i in a picture uh important pictures um and that reaffirms both you and the other person that i mean some i mean something to this person therefore they've posted a picture of me or with me on this public platform and on the other hand um like you're expressing reaffirmation for them and then they might reciprocate and then post a picture of with you as well um and then obviously instagram makes that easier because all you have to do is regram or retweet i've never done it i don't know if there's a a button for that i'm presuming there is because of the frequency with which it happens but i remember there used to be a separate app for regramming and now um, as of such as you can add to story when you're tagged in the story so <clears throat> they post something with you in it and then you show the world or you show your friends that my friends are important to me and i'm important to them look at this very public tribute that they've posted for me <clears throat> um so you're getting external validation from people uh, from important people and um birthday posts tend to be like that uh <laughs> again i'm getting flashbacks when it's someone's birthday and then they repost or add to story every single birthday post that everyone has made for them and that's showing you 
uh, or showing where look at all these nice friends that I have, uh, 25, 30 of them that publicly acknowledge me. And oh, by the way, it's my birthday. I didn't want to say it was my birthday, but clearly now you know it is my birthday. Uh, Ali used to. Um, did I say the word used to? I forgot where I used it, but I'm happy to clarify. Um, fair enough, people still do this. I try to say it in the past tense so that I'm not being very, uh, I don't want to attack anyone in this class. But if you know, you know that you do this and you see other people do this as well. Um, and obviously that's um, amplified by the fact that you're posting it publicly. So you want everyone to know this as well. Uh, and then the last thing we have before we uh, do some fun stuff is Bounded Rebellion, which unfortunately didn't fit into the slide. Um, fairly simple point, Abdullah, you mentioned it. Do you want to elaborate on this? Or have someone else do it, whatever you want? Um, I am hibernating after this class, so I don't want to be taken revenge on after, so I won't call Good anyone. Call. Uh, one thing so, you can do is call on people who have already hosted. But again, I, I, I don't, it's entirely up to you. I'm not for or against cold calls. Uh, but if you want to go ahead with this, go for it. Uh, and not, we're not going to cold call Ali. I think he's suffered enough. So it's just like a teenage girl uh, try to uh, experiment their certain identities, which are risky or rebellious on by sharing some specific photographs on social media. And this is more like um, experiment. They want to like relate this with the previous ones, the feedback ones, the audience feedback ones. Is it positive? Is it negative? But it's more of like an experiment that is going on. Right. So you're testing out a new identity. That identity may not be widely received uh, as positive. If you get negative feedback, you don't do that again. And if you get positive feedback, then you might incorporate that into your new identity. Uh, so social media is a great place to be a little bit rebellious, which is why it says bounded rebellion within limits. Test out your limits and see if you get the right sort of feedback for it. Um, Twitter personas seem to be a very good example of that. The person you are on Twitter is probably appearing to be smarter, angrier, more woke than what you are in real life, uh, which is because Twitter is a relatively safe space to experiment with that identity. If you voiced some of the opinions that you voice on Twitter in real life, you might get punched in the face and you don't want that. So it offers you a safe space to test out these thoughts, these ideas, and see whether or not people, uh, how they react. Um, in this example, they said teenagers, teenage girls are trying out skimpy clothes. It's one example. Other examples I can think of um, uh, could be, <laughs> I wrote in my notes, cutting your hair short. Uh, and then we have Lela who has done exactly that. So uh, I don't know what that says about you. Uh, but that seems to be one common uh, 
thing one something else is getting a tattoo and showing it only online not in person cigarettes alcohol um, taking pictures with these items and then showing them online again you don't want to do that in public in person but online it's a safe space so you test it out see how people react. hair dye says abdullah um that's another common one um again i don't know if that's because you want to show a rebellious side of you or not uh <laughs> average levine says that, that i think that just captures everything that i just said uh my he said e-girl e-boy personas uh, it reminds me of e-cigarettes which seem to be a safer thing to post about than just cigarettes um some people do one or the other uh edgy music um can't say i've come across that but yes edginess in general seems to be a thing um but enough about this let's go back to this slide and see if we have examples of this um abdullah i assume you have consent from minhal to share pictures i have some pictures to share as well but let's see if we can spot some of these things and again as a summary of this whole um thing edited self presentation you want to look better than what you actually are so you edit that version of yourself posted online symbolic consumption you're posing with objects brands products anything music whatever and that says something about you by association culturally situated social spaces the set behind you the front stage the background that says something about you audience feedback um how people react to what you post determines whether or not you include that in your self identity whether or not you post more or less of that thing memory manufacturing um you anticipate that what you're about to do is going to be memory so you take pictures and you want those pictures to be perfect relational reassurance um you take pictures with people that are important to you because it assures them that you are important to them and they are important to you and then bounded rebellion you might try risky identities online because it's a safe space for you to do so uh shisha pictures uh yes the the staring wheel wali picture if i had a dollar for every time i've seen the ye wali thing which annoys me so much because one everything aside texting and driving or using your phone and driving is one of my biggest peeves and it just annoys me kya kyun matlab kitni dafa karna hai and then usually there's uh, some sort of music going on in the background as well with that uh always the same road which tends to be outside their house or like going to or from work snapchat stories while singing in a car 60 seconds long is there a female equivalent of uh the shisha slash driving picture we are better females with dog filters i don't know i haven't seen a dog filter for a while no abdullah if you can pull up pictures and then i can go through mine as well 
singing in the car one seems to be restaurant snaps uh yes peace sign yes the this thing that always seems to be very popular uh if i'm not mistaken i think i've seen that in this class as well uh if you just want to quickly and there we go hafsa once again thanks to minhal for volunteering yes. for this so this is one of the picture mm-hmm. and um, i chose this because it kind of shows some kind of symbolic i think it falls under the symbolic consumption area of the article where we see a couple of things but i have also minhal to talk about this so where is the chat there's lots of as you would say in the trade artifacts in this picture i can count at least four of them um did you say minhal is going to talk about them or or not yeah he is she is going to like tell us the background of this picture in just like a, a phrase or two okay um mujhe sirf content chahiye tha kuch bhi post karne ke liye तो लाइक ये चीजें मेरे पास पड़ी हुई थी जो कि एक साथ अच्छी लग रही थी और फिर लाइक मैंने देखा कि अच्छा ये साथ में लाइक मैंने घड़ी पहनी हुई थी मैंने लाइक ओ इसके साथ ये गोल्डन चीजें मैच कर रही हैं तो फिर वो भी पहन लेती हूँ और फिर बस लाइक वो प्यारी लग रही थी तो फिर मैंने कर ली क्योंकि लोगों को एस्थेटिक कॉन्टेंट पसंद है उनको इस तरह की चीजें पसंद आती हैं uh it seems very intentional just out of the frame uh there you go you getting validation in the um, chat as well iske iske sath ek aur picture mein ek dusre hath mein kade pehne hue the to wo bhi intentional the kyunki ek samajh nahi aaya tha kaun si cheez kono laga uh edited self presentation you want to pick the the best one live feedback yes yes so we many experiments Can you move the next one? Hmm. I think I have to stop. You have to do this for. I can feel your pain right now with Zoom. This one. Okay. And um, I chose this specifically because you can see the blue pottery in the background. So I expected like there will be some kind of. so and there there was some like, a lot of things will match from the story that minhal will just tell with the art one so it will be like around 4 or 5 i want someone who is not minhal to talk about why she might have posted this picture before minhal tells us because okay, so i know why she posted it so we can just yeah you, you don't um amazing like no i mean use the things that we just talked about yes it is nice lighting and everything but i guess i should have had it here i don't think i can right now showing the objects uh cultural setting thing uh yes because well you don't get points for that because the background is very obviously cultural if you want to put it that way um 
but yes uh, it is consuming culture of some sort and uh, there are obviously physical objects there and also the background the set the the props around her there we go props is the word i wanted to use um gives her that space to you know pose with them a literal spotlight effect uh, i think on instagram everyone has a spotlight effect because it's your instagram so you are the star of your own show on instagram uh minhal or abdullah what's the back story here minhal do you want to go for it nahi aap kar do maine like points tick kar di i don't have the acha um basically ek to background change tha background ki wajah se dusra kyunki um jo blue color hai in pots ka wo kafi acha tha aur jo light wali baat hai maine isme se sochi nahi thi kabhi kyunki jo main yahan pe tasveer le rahi thi itna mushkil tha kyunki upar se sirf light aa rahi thi mujhe apna face light ki taraf karna pad raha tha taaki nazar aaye to ab aise lag raha hai uh spotlight effect wala और ये था कि पीज मेरी थोड़ी सी कलरफुल थी अच्छी लगती है तो उसमें ये ऐड अप करता है और एक था कि मुझे था कि इस पर अच्छे कमेंट्स आएंगे क्योंकि देखिए अच्छी तस्वीर है और फिर मैं भी तैयार हुई हुई थी तो फिर लेनी पड़ती है जिस दिन आप तैयार हो बस and uh, ah. yeah so khali tha, side pe thi, pe log, does this picture also have a tag with the location when you posted it nahi interesting uh, i don't post tags or locations over did people ask in the comments where where this is nahi kyunki pata nahi chal raha na ki ek restaurant hai ya kya jagah hai like i don't know Mm-hmm. Uh, asking the whole... where it is. Uh, there's also the that one background with the wall of roses, I think. Mary Bell or Marianne Bell, something like that. Was, everyone was posting pictures with that background. Mary Bell, yes. With the neon lighting. Um, there is that. Uh, is that all abdullah we have two pictures yeah we had two pictures i think uh, you have a couple of pictures as well right uh yes i will share my screen go, go on actual instagram from my other device uh, i would like to thank my friend for volunteering her name is alina and uh she was creeped out of course but she said it's fine so i want you to go through this feed and see if you can spot some of the concepts that we learned uh now that this is a person that you don't know and there is no back story here can you analyze why she may or may not why she may have posted um i don't know this one or this one pictures with friends friendship what does that tell you values relations so relational reassurance i i guess i should have again had the words behind me 
Um, what about this one with the trees? Flowers and pictures showing socializing personality. Fall is something foreignish, very American. Uh, so yeah, social spaces, culturally situated social spaces, the background, the memory generations. Let's see what the caption is. I don't know. This season is so good to my soul. Yeah, I guess. I don't know where this is. Maybe this was a memory for if it was outside her house. Maybe it's not as big a memory. And if it is somewhere that she specifically traveled to, then it is. Um, the blue shirt one could be symbolic consumption. Um, what is the blue shirt? Uh, so uh, for context, she works at a bank and this is a bank's idea of being hip. Uh, the bank is called uh, RBC. So really banking cool. I, I cringe as I say that because it makes no sense grammatically or otherwise. Uh, but for all the SDSP people who will go there to work at banks, this is a bank's idea of being in with the young crowd. Uh, yeah, there is no location here. I'm guessing this is her office. Um, here's another set of pictures. I think this one should be fairly obvious. Patriotism. Um, which is saying something about yourself. Edited self-presentation, nature traveling. Uh, I think if I give you some additional context, it seems more, she seems outgoing overall, loves the outdoors. She will laugh at this precisely because it is edited self-presentation and it seems like she's sociable and outdoorsy, but I know that she isn't. Uh, so there is that. Um, she lives in Canada. So does that provide you additional context for this picture? And you rarely see someone in Pakistan holding a Pakistani flag. Um, and also the backgrounds you get, the props, such as this or this. You don't get those backgrounds in Pakistan. Uh, Lums has a nice tree, but that's about it. Uh, there's more relational reassurances as well with this, with this. The baby is adorbs. I think this is her. I think, yeah, hashtag nephew. Um, here's more. Feels weird to do this. Yes, it does. But you do it on a subconscious level every single day, multiple posts every second. Uh, he says, this seems like an older personality. Uh, let's see how old this is. Um, so not that old. This one is December 2019. Uh, why do you think it's an older personality? It's an older picture. Yes, throwbacks, taking you through her transformation. So there's a, a narrative developing here, memories, aesthetics have changed. Um, I think if I scroll down, you'll still see some of the same aesthetics, like posting with the 
the trees and nature. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, it's a picture or a video of a concert. Concerts are more like uh, social, culturally situated social spaces. They're exclusive as well. Because uh, it's something that happened at one point in time and I was there and you were not. Uh, and therefore, picture time. Um, again, I'm not saying that's her motivation for posting it, but things like Mendes and concerts are particularly prone to memory manufacturing because of their limited time exclusivity. Um, I'll just scroll one more time. Here's a familiar picture. Uh, you dare me to like the oldest picture. I don't think I, I told her I would be doing this, so I don't think it's going to matter. I can do that. Let's go all the way back. And this gives us an opportunity to see the transformation of the self as well. Wait, how many posts are there, first of all? Uh, Lums Internet, we can't say. 453, I'm not going to do 453 posts. Uh, how come there's no pictures with me? Uh, I think there are uh, further down. She posts fairly often. But you can see a lot of this is uh, pictures with friends and family. So relationships are uh, important to her. Uh, but you can see the aesthetic here has changed a little bit. I don't know if she was in Canada at this point in time. But you can see that it's slightly different. Here's another concert picture. More friends and family pictures, more deep quotes. Um, so yeah, uh, let's spend the last three minutes with some discussion. Uh, maybe we'll go a couple of minutes over time, but Abdullah, you had one very deep question for us. Let's hear it. So the question was that, uh, what exactly is the thought process uh, before you upload a picture on any social media am i going to regret this always a good question to ask what sort of pictures are you posting that might make you think that there is an element of regret to be had felt cute might delete later Ooh, Visma asking the hard questions there. Uh, spoiler alert, the answer is no. Uh, and part of the reason is culturally situated social spaces. You are friends with them because they share the same cultural space with you. You take pictures with them because of that reason. And once you graduate and you go your separate ways, that shared space is no longer there and therefore any reason to take pictures with them also disappears with that. Does it make me look interesting, Minhal? Uh, Minhal is on a roll today with the honest truth forms here. Uh, the truth is that lots of pictures or lots of moments in life aren't very interesting. And yet we still, you know, try to appear interesting as best as we can. Um, does this make people want to be friends with me? Does it look as good or better than the previous picture? Uh, so what Laila is saying is people's expectation of the type of picture you post is anchored to the last picture you post. And so 
each picture must be better than the last picture. Maybe you also think each picture must get an equal or more number of likes than the, um, than the last picture. And so the stakes keep getting higher and higher. Uh, does it contradict with previous pictures or feed my here? Um, that's an example of this one picture. Does it fit in with the rest of my identity or not? my self-presentation, my edited self-presentation, my curated set of photos. People think of me a certain way. Does this new picture challenge that version of myself or does it add to it? Uh, deep captions. Caption kya hona chahiye? Um, so it's not just about the pictures, it's also the text that goes along with the pictures then. Um, assuming people read it. Um, after this class is over, I wonder what happens to the digital space our class occupies. Um, interesting question. I guess it's just dead air, blank screens. Maybe one of you can drop in randomly if you're missing the class and just be the only person here. Uh, Visma is saying, will my friends kill me if I upload a picture where I look good and they look bad? That's the, the tough part, isn't it? Uh, it's your feed, so you get to have priority over the good version of yourself. And so it's a, a balance between edited self-presentation, which makes you look good, and also relational reassurance, where you don't want to embarrass your friends um, and you want to assure them that you are still so important to them that posting a bad picture of them will not affect that relationship. Um, some of you may also have multiple Instagram accounts, so you can experiment with two or three identities at the same time. Um, there's a close group of friends, there's a larger group of friends, so there's a public version and a slightly more private version. Um, Abdullah, I'm curious, do you use Instagram? Last time I used it, I think it was back in 2017. Nice. Not do you use Facebook? Um, yes, but not for uploading pictures. Right. Um, I was going to ask like what sorts of patterns do you see with consumption of pictures that other people post? Facebook is becoming less and less about pictures and more about events and groups. Instagram is all about pictures. Um, anyone have any parting thoughts before I go again? We're two minutes over time. Boomers post pictures on FB. Yes. Uh, I don't know where that puts me because I don't post anywhere. So you have to make up your mind about whether I'm a boomer or a millennial. I'm a boomer pro. I'm a boomer light. I'm a boomer SE. Uh, 2.0. Um, 